Yes, it's episode two. It's a Monday. Look at this. Sermons on Mondays. That's the way forward. It's episode two of the reboot. I hope that you all are enjoying it. I've received some correspondence from some of you who say, yes, you are, which is very nice of you. Thank you very much. Uh, the music at the start is a bit of a bone of contention. Some people are like, I really like the acoustic part. Why is it electric? And I get that. It's just going to take some getting used to it, but we're going to stand by it. Yes, we are. And as we explained in the reboot, for the reboot, we're not going to do as much rambling. We're still going to keep it lighthearted. Hearted? Mmm, matron. But it's going to remain, it's in now, we're listed in the comedy improv section. That's also going to stop people saying, oh, you know what? He just tries to make people laugh instead of telling ghost stories. Yes, I tried to do both. That's the point of the new reboot. But anyway, today's paranormal item review is going to be about the film Malevolent. That's coming very shortly. And of course, we will also have the return of Becca for Reddit Corner with Becca. A new feature which she loves. He says in inverted commas. And we're also going to have your amazing ghost stories. Don't forget you can send your stories in and please do. And thank you to everyone who has to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. You can also sign up to our Patreon to help support the show. And there you'll get two extra shows each and every week. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do... You not only get those extra shows, you not only support the show, an independent podcast, but you also get me buttering your name with an acoustic guitar as a thank you. And this week we have the following people to thank. We have Ashley Rivers, Sherry Conroy, Tammy Harding, Claire Eastwood, Natalie Davis, Heather Turner, Nadine and Angie Sansguiri. Thank you guys. Let's sing a song for you. The guitar is well and truly out. So this is your thank you song, guys. Ashley Rivers, Sherry Conroy, Tammy Harding, please. Claire Eastwood, Natalie Davis, not to forget Nadine, Heather Turner, Angie Sansbury, you have signed up to Patreon, and I'd like to thank thee. Ended it on a seventh. Hooray. So if you're into that sort of thing, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Okay, serious caps on. Let's jump right in to our paranormal review. And today, guys, for our paranormal thing to review, we're going to look at a film. And that film is called Malevolent. Now, I had, hmm, how to put it? Let's just say I watched this film. I won't say whether I had a good or a bad time. In fact, I will. I watched the film and God forgive me, but it was the most awful film I've ever watched. This is just my humble opinion, okay? But I am reviewing this as the paranormal object for this week. It is a film. It is the film Malevolent. It's on Netflix. I think it's about, it's within the last 10 years. Now, the, the premise of the film is that there's a boy and girl, brother and sister, and they are paranormal investigators who fake their results, okay? And they go to a house where they get more than they bargained for. So I'm not going to give any spoilers, but that's the premise, and it's a great premise. That, I read that premise and was like, you know what? This sounds like it's going to be a great film. The trailer looked awesome, and I thought it would be well acted. It looked like it had a good cast, some very established actors in there, and we put it on. First hour, solid, really quite good. And then it fell apart. And I mean, it fell apart to the point where it was clearly just looking to fill time. At one point, there was like a four minute scene of this woman just walking through the woods, filmed from behind. 
Now, that could have been done atmospherically or whatever, but it wasn't. It was clearly just to fill time in this film. The first part was brilliant. The second part was dire. I mean, if you want to watch it and tell me what you think about it, or if you've seen it and you want to give me your opinion, by all means do. But for me, Malevolent is two thumbs down in this review. Like I said last week when we reviewed the book Deliverance by Reverend James Bray, that was great. Two thumbs up. This is two thumbs down. So for me, don't watch the film Malevolent. I watched it so you don't have to. Okay, let's get right into our true listener ghost stories. And our first one today is from Marissa. She writes, Hello, Kevin. Hello, Marissa. I recently discovered your podcasts and I've been thoroughly enjoying them. Why, thank you, Marissa. I have a great spooky story that I've been sharing with family and friends for the past 34 years. This is something that happened to me when I was 18 years old. I will share the story here. Thank you, Marissa. Please do. This is Marissa's story. My name is Marissa, and I live in Connecticut. I am now 53 years old. But in January of 87, when this story takes place, I was an 18-year-old college freshman at Salve Regina College, a small Catholic liberal arts college in Newport, Rhode Island. I'd gone home one weekend in late January and came back to campus on a Sunday night to hear of all sorts of craziness that I'd missed. My friends said they'd gone to Carey Mansion on Saturday night and played with a Ouija board in the attic. They were very animated and had stories to tell me. I thought they were crazy. I was a good Catholic girl and thought that using the Ouija board was sacrilegious. Let me stop and tell you a bit about the college campus. You may have heard about Newport, Rhode Island. It's a beautiful little city with a strong pre-revolutionary war history but it's most known for its mansions. Millionaires from up and down the eastern seaboard of the US, including familiar names such as Astor and Vanderbilt, built summer cottages in Newport. These gilded mansions were built along the water with beautiful views and wonderful breezes. They were mansions, not cottages, but in fact were only used in the summer. The cream of society summered in Newport and when the Gilded Age came to an end, these cottages were deemed too large and costly to maintain. One by one, they were donated to the Newport Historical Society, who now owns and operates many of the most impressive mansions, which people are able to tour. One of these mansions is Seaview Terrace, which was also called Carey Mansion. It's currently a privately owned mansion, which is now the largest privately owned summer cottage. It was built in the French Renaissance Revival Chateauesque style and was completed in 1925. It was the last of the great summer cottages and the fifth largest of all the Newport mansions. The 1960s television show Dark Shadows used its exterior as the fictional mansion for the show. Since that show was about vampires, you can imagine the creepy factor. The story of this particular mansion is that it was built on DuPont Circle in Washington, D.C. However, in 1923, the owner began dissembling the mansion and relocated it to a Newport, to a site where an 1885 Elizabethan Revival manor already stood. This older building was incorporated into the design. These people had so much money to burn, they literally purchased rooms intact from a chateau in France install them in DC, then move them to Newport 20 years later. 
it's thought to be the largest building ever moved in this manor. It remained in the family until 1949, and it was used as an officer's quarters during World War II, and in 1950, it became an exclusive all-girls summer boarding school. It remained a day school and summer boarding school until it was purchased in 1974 by Martin Carey, and he began leasing it to Salve Regina College. The main house and gatehouse were leased to Salve to use as dormitories, as well as the former stables. They renamed it Carey Mansion, and it was leased to Salve until 2009, and is now a private residence for the Carey family. So back in 1987, Carey Mansion was used as a boys' dormitory. Salve Regina was once an all-girls college and had recently turned co-ed. The ratio at that time was probably five girls to each boy, so you can imagine, Carey was the place to find the boys, all of them. The mansion was ornate inside and very Tudor-looking on the outside. It had huge fireplaces and a grand staircase, very gothic-looking. The boys' rooms were enormous. Picture something out of Harry Potter. I forgot how many boys were in one room, but there were several beds in each. There was an Irish priest named Father Mead who lived upstairs and was sort of a resident director for Carey. He had a thick brogue and piercing blue eyes, and was well respected by the boys. I always felt uneasy there. At 18 years old, I was yet to realise that I can be kind of sensitive to haunted places. That would come later. But at 18, all I knew was that I felt cold and uneasy, and I was even afraid to go to the lavatory alone. I would always make someone accompany me. The attic of Carey Mansion was big and long. They called it the bowling alley. Now, I'd never been up there, there were all kinds of college urban legends about the attic there. A story of a nun who had supposedly committed suicide in one of the rooms and that it was closed for good or some such nonsense. Totally unsubstantiated stuff. The night the girls went to Carey with the Ouija board, they said that they did it in the attic and that they heard banging come from the inside of one of the boarded up rooms. I thought they were a bit nutty but did not really believe anything because I probably thought they were just drunk and silly. The next weekend arrives, and it was a chilly Saturday night. One of the girls had the idea to go and hang out at the Carry Mansion with the guys and play the Ouija board again. I wanted nothing to do with either idea, but they shamed me into it. I did not want to be known as a chicken, plus I was the only one with a car on campus, and it was far too cold to walk. I was not happy. When we got there, there was no one around. It turns out all of the boys were at a hockey game, but my friends were determined to have a good time. So we went upstairs to what was called a study room. Picture a large room with, I believe, three large wooden long tables and chairs. That is all that was in the room. It was used for quiet study. And it had these huge windows. You can imagine the kind, thick glass, original to the mansion, in iron frames. The kind of decorative windows that were heavy and never opened. It was decided that two girls would sit on top of the table with the Ouija board on their laps, and the rest of us would sit around in the chairs and use our cigarette lighters for light. So now you can picture the scene. A dark room in a gothic mansion. There were eight of us, three on either side of the table and two on top of the table. 
My best friend, Becky, was one of the girls with the planchette. We're still good friends to this day, and to this day, she cannot explain what happened. We started off by asking if there was a spirit present, and we received the response of yes. Then we asked if it was good or bad. It said bad. And then we asked its name, and it spelt out Sebastian. Now that seems very straightforward, but I must tell you it took ages, over an hour, to get that much information out of the board. I kept looking at the girls and it did not look like they were pushing the planchette, but it was all so silly and we were getting tired and uncomfortable on those hard wooden chairs and a bit bored. Then they asked Sebastian to show us a sign. Nothing happened. They asked twice, still nothing. When they asked for a sign a third time, I sarcastically stated, Oh yeah, I'm sure the windows are going to fly open. And, as those words left my mouth, two panes of the huge, heavy leaded windows flew open like they were made of paper, and then pandemonium ensued. I was seated closest to the door, and I leapt out of my seat. As I opened the door, I was tackled from behind by a stampede of girls, and ended up on the floor in the hallway with a very large girl named Siobhan on top of me. I got the wind knocked out of me and was so scared I could not move. I heard the girls running down the hallway and the next thing I heard was Father Mead's voice. He looked at me all dishevelled on the ground. He helped me up and asked me what was wrong. At this point I was sobbing in fright. Then he turned and looked into the study room, saw the windows wide open and he began yelling. What happened? Who did this? How on earth did these windows get open? Through tears, I told him. He shook his head, and he told me not to lie. I told him I wasn't lying. He replied it was impossible for the old windows to fly open. I told him I saw it with my two eyes. I told him about the Ouija board, about the bad spirit, about Sebastian. He did not believe me. He kept asking, Who opened them? How many boys were there? Their names? Where did they go? On and on. He flat out did not believe that they flew open of their own accord. In fact, I watched him try to close them and he was unable to. That's how heavy they were. He finally let me go and I returned to my car to find my friends who'd just abandoned me. We were all quiet, still trying to process what happened. I was stunned as I drove us all back to the dormitory. We talked about it into the wee hours. The other girls in the dorm realised we were serious. This was not a joke. I replayed it over and over in my head. I actually did not sleep for days. We had no explanation for what happened. All I know is that, one, I never stepped foot in Carey Mansion again, and two, I'll never, ever touch a Ouija board again. I'm often asked to tell this story at parties, to my nieces and nephews, to my friends' kids. I even told it to my Girl Scouts one night when we were camping. And they all believe me because they know I would never lie about something like that. And I think I scared them all sufficiently enough to never, ever touch one of those boards. And every time I go to Newport, I look at those windows and I get a chill. And every time I hear the name Sebastian, I remember. I remember the disbelief of the priest's face 
and the sheer terror of us eight girls that Saturday night. A couple of years ago, Ghost Nation, a ghost hunter's show on the Travel Channel here in the US, they did an investigation there. I got the creeps watching and seeing those rooms again. Of course, they deemed it haunted. I wish I could have told them to ask for Sebastian. I've had a couple of strange things happen to me over the years, some things that cannot be explained, but I have to say that this experience scared me and has stayed with me all of these years. I hope you enjoyed my story. Wow, Marissa, that's amazing. What a tale. You know what? I don't know what it is about Ouija board stories. Every time I see them, I'm excited. You know, if somebody writes in and says, I've got a Ouija board story, I think is right because I'm going to read it and not sleep for a few days. But I always think, oh, maybe I'm going to get numb to them. Maybe I'm going to read and go, of course, yeah, something flew away. You all got scared. You all ran out. But I never am. I'm always terrified when I read them. And we've, we talked about in the old version of the show about Ouija boards and about the idiomotor effect and things like that. And, you know, the idea that maybe it is a paranormal entity that's doing it, but via you. So, yes, you're pushing it, but maybe you're doing it subconsciously under the control of a spirit maybe or maybe it is all just something we're doing subconsciously and it's a collective unconscious sort of thing i don't know but they will remain forever fascinating so thank you very much maurice and you do say or marissa even you do say that you've also got other experiences there so by all means write them up as well because that was a great story and if your others are anything like that they don't have to contain a ouija board of course then send them in and if you're at home listening to this saying i've got a ouija board story then don't leave kevin kevin Kevin, don't need Kevin hanging. Send it in to contact.talkaboutghost.com and I will, of course, read it out because that's how the show works. Brilliant story, though, Marissa. Thank you so much. And let's have another. This next experience comes in from our listener, Helen. Hello, Helen. And she writes, Hi, Kevin. Hi, Becca. Hi. And the neighbour's cat. Love the show and have been meaning to send in an email for a while now. Yes, you can say my name if this is read out. Once again, I should have read that first. I do apologise. Forgive the preamble here, but as a bit of background, I come from a lineage of psychically gifted family on my mother's side. I come to accept to tell the difference between one of those things and actual attention-seeking from spirits. You know, things like sudden cold spots in a warm room, a tap on the shoulder, someone sitting on my bed at night, my son hearing his name being called out when it's not me. I tend to text him if I want his attention. And so on but that's not the reason for this email. I want to share with you an experience that happened very recently to me and my unbeliever of the paranormal husband. In brackets, he's been spooked about this event and doesn't like to talk about it much. So this is Helen's experience. Our house is a 1930s bog-standard semi in Kent, the UK for international listeners, and we are the third owners. The house was in a shocking state of disrepair and we've been renovating it for over the last four years. One evening, I was sitting in the living room reading from my iPad. The TV was off. My husband came in to join me in the living room. I said, you know, I'd love to get this room redone, get everything replastered, and before he could respond, a female voice as clear as day said, yes, that would be a very good idea. The voice came from the direction of where my husband's iPad was sitting on a side table in the corner of the room. My husband looked at me and said, what the hell was that? 
This is my first ever experience of a clear, audible voice that cannot be explained. We both looked at each other. I've been telling him for months that we're not alone. Apart from our son and the cat that refuses to go in some rooms for months on end. Now, you may be thinking, sure Helen, I can debunk it as maybe being an Alexa or Siri listening in. But here are the facts. We don't have an Alexa in the house. Neither does our neighbour. In brackets, Wi-Fi through the thick walls are a problem in this house. And I asked next door if they had an Alexa, which they don't. So the voice was not from another human listening in. The TV was off and the iPad in question was flat out of power. So there was no way, honest to God, that the device could work without an hour of charging. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this experience, and whilst it's an isolated occurrence of a clear voice, activity in general is stepping up, but not in a way that I feel scared. Yet. All the best, Helen. Wow, Helen. Well, if you want my humble opinion and thoughts on the thing, run away, run away right now. Put a tent in your back garden and sleep there. No, I'm joking, kind of. But it's an interesting one when you say you hear such a clear, audible voice agreeing with your renovation ideas. Terrifying, really. And if you're ruling out any sort of Siri or personal assistant electronic device sort of thing, then I honestly don't know. You know, could it have been somebody walking past and a window was open and they've just at the same time been maybe being on their phone and they've said that sentence and you've heard it and thought, hmm, I wonder if that was a ghosty. I don't know. That could also be the case. I mean, I'd like to say that we should be rational and apply Occam's razor and say, what's more likely? Is it likely that the undead have come through and agreed with your renovation tips or that it's somebody around the area of the house whose voice you've overheard? Now, rational wise, we'd say it's the latter, but I'm going to say it's the former. So what I want you to do, please, Helen, is set up recording devices around your house. You can download apps that will pick up sound app movements. Genuinely, I've got one. I forget what it's called, but I'm going to find it right now so I can tell you. I think it's, oh, there it is, Dream Pro. Okay. But you can get like a free version of it too where it'll record for like an hour. Set it up on your iPad. Set it and go out of the house. And it will then record only when it hears noise. And if you come back in and then you hear, I do hope she paints the kitchen eggshell white this time around. I love the light and the way it cascades into the living room. Then your house is haunted by an interior designer ghost. But seriously, do set it up because if you say activity is ramping up anyway, set these little devices around your house. Try and get some evidence. And if you get it, let me know. Because it'd be great. If you get some recordings, I'll play them on the show. How about that? So go out and do it, Helen. Let's get us some evidence. Anyway, speaking of people such as your husband who's a non-believing person... Shall we speak to another non-believer? Yes, it's time for Becky's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. That jingle can only mean one thing. It is time for what is rapidly becoming, very early on, one of my favourite parts of the show. It is, of course, Reddit Corner with Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Reddit Corner. See, you're getting into it now. I like this. <laughs> See, you're feeling the vibe. Okay, so today's Reddit Corner. A person on Reddit, on the Reddit thread r slash Mumbai, mm-hmm. asked the question, do you have any supernatural slash spooky, ghostly, that sort of thing? They don't write all that, of course. Yeah. Experiences in the city of Mumbai. Interesting. And I found a little story for you to read out, and then we're going to discuss it. So, Becca, please, take it away. Lovely, thank you. So this story is from Pratid. Pratid, okay. And I shall begin. 
Yes, please. You don't have to look for me for confirmation. I know you're new to owning this corner of the internet, of the podcasting realm. But Becca? Really? Because it feels like you're giving a lot of guidance. I am giving a lot of guidance. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Right. So if I could just dive in without further ado. Take two. Go. An acquaintance of mine moved into a furnished, rented flat in Borough Valley, along with a friend with whom she'd co-rented the place. A few days later, it was afternoon and both girls were chilling in the hall. Suddenly, a woman covered in blood from head to toe appeared out of nowhere, crossed the hall and went into the bedroom. The woman was shaking with anger and muttering some words. Both girls got the living daylight scared out of them and ran out of the main door and locked it. They called the neighbours and the owner, who came with the spare key, and everyone went inside searching. They found no one. The flat had grills on all the windows, so no chance of anyone going out that way, and people standing outside the main door would have seen someone leave. Both girls noped the F out and stayed at a friend's place that night. The next morning, they collected their belongings and left the place permanently. Another friend of mine and his wife had experienced a ghostly presence in their rented house. They always used to get the feeling that someone is there in the house. At night, they used to hear voices and noises. Now, this couple is considered an ideal one by many people across all age spectrums. Hold on, I'm going to stop you there. What? <laughs> well, I didn't write it. I mean, <laughs> why are you yeah. stopping me to argue with this? No, I'm not arguing with it, but I mean, what a very strange compliment. This couple is considered the bee's knees amongst all age groups and ranges. Is that what it says? Re- read that last part again. Now, this couple is considered an ideal one by many people across all age spectrums. <laughs> Okay, fair and enough. We're not done there. If you jumped in, we're not done with the. Yeah, uh, no, we're not. I'm just. I'm the, just... No, I mean the filter of this couple, like the the. Oh, the sorry, carry on, carry on. Um, yes, cross all age spectrums. Among my friends, they are considered the benchmark in couple relationships, and their life and relationships with family and friends is admired as well. Wow, a bit like us, I'd say. I think a bit like us too. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. everyone considers us the benchmark. We are the benchmark, especially in, in Mumbai. I find. Mm. Um. Yeah, I know. I mean, I suppose what they're saying is they're well-respected by everyone, not just their peers. You know, they obviously get on well with both the older and younger generations. Yeah, I mean, the interesting part for me is that I, I looked at the... I don't read these stories before I pass them over to you because I want to get... Uh, Do you think you should start? No, <laughs> no, because, I mean, I'll look at it and think... that. Like, I'll read the first line and it'll say, like, a friend of mine, ghost, and the bottom part will be like, um, never again, they were terrified. And I think, that okay, that's a suitable length. Mm. Now, this was a suitable length for, for Becca Corner. But for Reddit Corner. For Reddit with Corner Becca. with Becca. Sorry, get the TM right. Mm. But I didn't realise like a third of it was going to be just banging on about this couple. <laughs> How wonderful. I said, look, it's set in the seat. Maybe it's relevant. Maybe it's relevant. Shall we continue? Shall we see if it's relevant? Let's. Okay. One day, feeling a presence, the wife woke up in the middle of the night and saw a weird looking lady sitting on the other end of the bed, smiling and looking adoringly and admiring, which was the wife's exact words, at the sleeping couple. Scared, the wife woke up her husband, who also got a fleeting glance at the weird woman before she vanished. Oddly enough, though they were scared, they had a feeling that the ghost was somewhat benevolent. Later, they had a few other incidences, but they always felt the ghost never meant them any harm. After a few months, they moved to a different place, but to date, they still say they somewhat miss their old ghost and joke about the ghost missing them too. Hmm. Hmm. And that's it? Um, yeah, someone interestingly has commented, probably a Christian ghost. Not entirely sure why, why they've commented that. I don't know. Um, I mean, but it's interesting that the, this adoration for this couple has bounded over into the afterlife, though, as well. 
and the ghost was there. But she too <laughs> <Really>? was looking <laughs> adoringly at the perfect yeah. couple. Yeah, words spread that far, yeah, exactly. even yeah. to the afterlife. And she's come for a look and thought, yeah, yeah, and just stop yeah. looking. I was going to scare the living life yeah. out of them, but you know, they're so adorable. I mean, I said it might be relevant. I feel like that's not super relevant. No, it's not, no. <laughs> the way, yeah. I, th- I think it's more like, um, Jeff, Sarah, do you mind if I put your story on Reddit? No, no, go for it. And he's thought, best give them a bit of praise here. <laughs> yeah, like a, the best people I know. The best people we've all ever we, met. Yeah. And I think we can all agree. <laughs> we can all agree. Sarah and Jeff are beautiful <laughs> people. I, I'm off, I wish he'd expanded a bit on weird looking lady because he uses the word weird looking twice. Right. And like, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, are you just being rude? Like, I don't you know, know what? But- also, do you reckon that's like, where he's did like... Did she have a second head? Like, what is this? Do you think it's kind of some sort of religious backlash? That's why they're like, well, probably a Christian ghost if it was weird looking. <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> Christians. Yeah, I don't know. Weird looking? Like, what exactly? Did, like, specifically, what was weird about her? Like, was she transparent? Is that what you're trying no, to say? I mean, like, what? To be fair, go, if you could go back to the uh, the part and just give that description of the, the bloodied ghost, because that was pretty scary, to be honest. Okay, suddenly a woman covered in blood from head to toe appeared out of nowhere, crossed the hall and went into the bedroom. The woman was shaking in anger and muttering some words. Wow. Mm. Do you reckon that was Mumbai's previous couple's wife, who was like the benchmark couple? And they were like, we were the best in the 70s. Until my husband buried an axe in my head. Um, No, no, we don't. Um, I mean, also though, why were they chilling in the hall? Said a few days later, it was afternoon. And both girls were chilling in the hall. Why would you chill in the hall or in well, I don't the know. Apartment? I, I'm going to say something here, and it, um, I think it could be down to the heat in Mumbai. Maybe the hall is the coolest place, and because we don't know all about Mumbai culture, of course, yeah. maybe it's a common thing where it's like it's the, an internal corridor within the house. It's the coolest part of the house, both in temperature and when all the hip cats are about. Maybe. Maybe. Well, Becca, I must say, I'm, um, I'm liking. Read a corner with Becca. Good. Yes. Are you? Welcome. Yes. You don't you saying welcome at the end? Well, I was just saying, I don't know. Say, you... say this. All right. Do, in, in Thank event... you yeah. for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Hey, you know I'm what? I'm going to have to change that. I don't like that. Yeah. Also, like, you know, try and make it less sultry. I don't want, like, men out there going, <laughs> just put that on repeat for us a minute. I'm not saying why. They signed up to Patreon. I'd be all right with it. Boy, yeah, pervy Patreon. Ugh, let's do a pervy Patreon. No, no, let's not. Make some real cash. No. <laughs> Only fans of yeah. the dead. Um, yeah, I wonder if there are any paranormal strands of OnlyFans. Maybe I should be the first. That would probably get in the news, that wouldn't it? It'd be like a weird boy Kevin from uh, Liverpool has started a paranormal OnlyFans for people who want to come and watch him semi-naked Talk about ghosts. I mean, it might be the gap in the market. No, it, it, it no. It might be. It, I think we need to look into this. Well, maybe we will. But in the meantime, Becca, thank you for taking us to your corner of Reddit. You're welcome. See, it's still a bit I, sexy. I, I, yeah, no, how's it? I don't know. I don't know. Work on that for next time. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank you very much, Becca. Safe journey home from Reddit Corner with Becca. Wow. Well, hopefully that's going to stick. 
Okay, so that wraps up episode two of the rebooted We Need to Talk About Ghosts. If you like the show or if you've got a story, please get in touch at contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And if you want to send us a Patreon, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. In the meantime and in between time, take care of yourselves and each other. Copyright Mr. Jeremy Springer of the mid-90s. And I will speak to you next week. Take care. Tatty bye. <laughs>